0: I'm Master at Life and Weight Loss Coach, Jillian Lama, and you're listening to the Body You Crave Podcast, where you'll learn how to end emotional eating, lose excess weight, and feel amazing in your body. No cheating required. Keep listening, and I'll show you how. Today's bonus episode of the Body You Crave podcast, I'm talking with one of my best friends in the entire world and her name is Carrie Petzinger. She is a mindset and high performance coach and it's we had such a great conversation around mindset, procrastination, all or nothing thinking, comparing ourselves to others, just some of the things that can happen and get, we can fall into these traps of really swirling and doubt and confusion and fear and worry and really how changing our mindset truly will help us to create better results in life life no matter what we're going towards it's been such an important piece in my life and just realizing how impactful it has been has like really it's made all the difference I used to put so much focus on the action and what am I doing and tell me what to do and I need the strategy I need the plan and while that's good and we do need a plan and a strategy that works for us we also do need to look at how are we thinking about things and recognizing the power that our thoughts have creating. Creating what we want and just the power of belief too. So this was such a fun conversation and Carrie, so we have never met in person, like we are best friends, never spent any time together in person, but we met through a program a few years ago and just really hit it off. And so we started, we were in this kind of like small accountability group together, and then it turned into like Voxer messages. And eventually we started talking like every single day. And so having that accountability, having that community, having that is all helpful too when looking at something like mindset. So let's dive in because this is such a great conversation. I can't wait to share it with you. All right. Welcome back to another show. So I'm super excited. I have two guests with me here today. So one of them is going to introduce herself in just a minute. The other is Caleb over here who decided to join me for the show, which he has been doing a lot more frequently lately. And so I had the best laid plans. He was going to nap in the car and he was going to get in a good like hour, hour and a half nap while we were walking and at the park. And he decided to only sleep for 20 minutes. So then his afternoon nap was kind of like in this weird, I think he fell asleep at like 1230. And when he should have, like, I was trying to get him to wait until like three to put him down. And so... (laughs) So he is joining me, which is all like this is part of life is figuring out how do we keep going on? How do we continue? How do we stick with our plans, stick with our goals and keep moving forward in whatever goals we have, whether it you're training for an, a race or an event, whether you are trying to lose weight, whether you are building a business or you're going for a promotion or there's anything like we can let the little hiccups in life stop us and derail us or we can figure out how do we want to keep going forward. So I have some snacks with me. <laughs> (laughs) lots of toys for him and uh you know we're just gonna see so you may hear a little baby noise in the background and that's just Caleb saying hi sometimes he's gonna agree with me sometimes he won't but you know this we'll we'll just roll with it and if we do end up re-recording you will never know so (laughs) 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 but I have the lovely Carrie Petzinger with me here today as my special guest here on the podcast so Carrie why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners
1: sounds great thank you for having me here Jillian so my name is Carrie Petzinger and I am a high performance coach, I help people master their inner game. So anything related to mindset, really mastering the things between your two ears so (laughs) that you can accomplish your goals. You can learn how to move forward, even if there's chaos or other things going on in your life, but truly so that you can create the highest vision for yourself and your life and figure out how to actually get there. Mm,
0: Yeah. Oh, I love it. And it's really powerful. And this is something that I have been turned on to over the last few years of really recognizing my self-talk, the self-doubt, the criticism, the shame, the worry, the fear, just all of the conversations that happen. And a lot of times it's there to keep us safe. I think that's one thing we have to recognize is like having compassion and recognizing that it's there to keep us safe. But sometimes, well, a lot of times... (laughs) These natural thoughts just aren't useful. Like they're not helpful. So how do you work with clients? Let's just dive into that. How do you work with people? And what does that look like for you and in your world?
1: Sounds good. So I work with people in a wide variety of industries. So some of my clients are working toward health-related goals. Some of them are building businesses. Some of them want to improve their relationships. Some of them, it's multiple areas of life. But really what I do is help them create a vivid vision for where they want to go, right? Because we need to know where we want to go so we know how to get there and then develop really strong, unstoppable mind to get there and set up habits in their daily life so they can become the person they need to be to go after that. So it's really custom tailored to what the person is going Mm -hmm. through because we have different things that hold us back, right? Sometimes Mm -hmm. the common denominator or the common theme behind Mm -hmm. all these things that hold us back, it's often mindset, right? It's it's often starts with our thoughts, but some of my clients, they come to me because they want to work on decreasing burnout. So like work-life balance, creating a more focused, intentional life without burnout. Sometimes it is those health related goals. And sometimes they really want to take their business to the next level or triple it, whatever it is. And it's really sitting down and figuring out, okay, do you have a vivid vision for where you want to go? Do you believe it's possible? What's going on mentally? What are those inner thoughts? What's that inner voice telling you? You know, are you afraid of things? Do you tend to procrastinate things? Are you doubting yourself? What is going on in your head that you're wrestling with? And then dealing with that, so then we can create a great strategy to get there and you become the person then that can actually do the work to get you to where you want to go rather than Mm be held back.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I used to be and still am. I still wrestle with this idea of like, well, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Let me set the goal. Give me the strategy. Tell Like we often want a very cookie cutter approach of like, tell me the things, let me do it. And then I'll get the result. And we don't realize that a lot of times the missing piece is the mindset. Yes. And when the mindset isn't there, I don't think we can have consistency. And it's like all three of those wrapped up, kind of braided together. We need all of those pieces to move forward with our goals. I don't know. I see mindset as kind of like the glue that holds the other two together
1: you know, yes. that you can build
0: off of that strategy and the yes. consistency.
1: Yep. And I know we've had conversations outside of the podcast in the past too, about those three pillars, right? The mindset, the strategy, Mm -hmm. and the consistency or the implementation, right? You got to be able to show up and do the thing. And I completely agree with you about mindset. There was a quote, I can't remember who said, I think it was Derek Sivers who said, it's something like if more information was the answer, we would all be billionaires with six pack abs. (laughs) Yes. Right. Right? (laughs) So the information. So when it's like, Hey, give me the plan. Tell me what to do. Yeah. Information to do. Pretty much anything. Yeah. It's out there. If all we needed was information, like here's a step by step thing, do it. Then we would all just do it. But it's like, no, that mindset, truly, like you said, that's the glue and that's the foundation. It really has to start with okay, so here's the strategy now what do you believe that you can follow it? Do you believe that you're someone who deserves to have that level of success or whatever it is you're going after? Do you believe that you're disciplined enough to follow through with it? Do you believe that you're worthy of it? Do you believe that you are someone who's going to carve out the time in your busy life to do this thing? Like what are those beliefs that self-talk, those things that are going on in your head, because that's ultimately what's preventing us from getting to where we want to go. It's not a lack of information. Mm-hmm. It's the mentality, the mindset, and then mm-hmm. yeah, having the consistency, like you mentioned, having the consistency to show up and do the thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Small little habits. This, you know, those. It's often it's like the small. One of the things that I say is that long-term consistency trumps short-term intensity. Oh yes, if we need to show up as consistent executors toward our goals, right? We need to show up. And and often it's those little habits, just showing up consistently and doing them day after day after day. That's going to move you so many miles over the course of three, six months, a year. It's showing up consistently and believing you're someone who can and will be consistent.
0: Yes. I think it can be hard for us to show up in the small things. And it's interesting, right? We think that we can show up in the big things, but we're not willing to show up in the small things. And then we have this idea or this thought error that, well, it's not good enough. I can't possibly lose weight drinking more water. I can't possibly sign more clients just posting on social media. It can't be that easy or this isn't good enough. This isn't big enough. I need to clean up my entire pantry. I need to overhaul my website or I need this big, massive funnel. You know, we can get really caught up in not taking action and not doing the small things because we think that ultimately it's not good enough.
1: Yes, that it's not good enough or that there's some magic unicorn. Secret out there that's this big grandiose plan of like, no, I have to do the big, huge, massive thing. When it's like, no. There's not a magic secret. It's consistency. It's your belief and your consistency showing up to do the thing, right?
0: Yeah. I can't tell you how many times my brain wants to tell me that there is some magic secret, that there is something out there that maybe this missing piece that I don't know. And I think also we do have to look at misinformation. And I think there's a lot of that. I think especially when it comes to weight loss, health, fitness, some of these goals. I think there's a lot of misinformation by a lot of well-meaning people and people in authority figures. There are a lot of doctors out there and there's no shame on doctors. Like I know a lot of really great ones. There's also a lot who are giving health advice that don't really have a lot of experience or knowledge in that area, or maybe are just using 40 or 50 year old information. Not everybody. Okay. Like I'm sure I'll get messages of like, I have this doctor and they said this and this, and it's nothing against them. But We just want to be mindful that there are going to be people out there with the best of intentions that maybe gave you wrong information or that maybe told you something that wasn't true and being okay, like learning how to find the right information and being able to move forward and to be able to let go of some of these rules and shoulds that we think are the answers that are really end up holding us back.
1: Yes, and that's where you know when you're talking about misinformation in general, I think that's where that strategy part comes in, right? Like if we talk about mindset, strategy, Mm -hmm. and consistency. Yes, we do need a good strategy, and we don't want to follow something that is, yeah, complete misinformation or harmful or or whatever it is. But oftentimes, too, when it comes to reaching certain goals, sometimes we don't quite know what strategy is going to work the best for us until we get out there and start Mm -hmm. taking action, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Clarity comes from taking action. Totally. Yes. Clarity comes from taking action. Confidence comes from taking action. And as you go forward and start moving in a direction, you start learning, oh, I'm getting this results when I do this action, or this is working great for me, or this isn't working like I thought it Mm -hmm. would. And you treat it like an experiment and you test and tweak until you find what works well for you. But yes, definitely misinformation is Is out there. There's so much information about all kinds of different subjects, and we want to make sure that we're following good information. Right.
0: And really looking at what's going to work well for you and what's geared towards your strengths, your weaknesses, where, you know, areas that you particularly want to focus on. And what makes it like simple and easy and feels doable long term. And I think that's one of the things here when it comes to consistency. Like we are talking about the like forever piece of, you know, what can you do long term for years and years and years to come and trusting that this is foreseeable what you can do and recognizing that that's probably going to change.
1: (laughs) Yep, absolutely. I like that. And I like what you said about looking at, okay, how can I show up and do something that I'm going to plan to do like as a lifestyle type of thing, right? Especially in in the industry that you're in, what those types of things, it's like, okay, how can I do something that's going to be good for my health? And I'm going to be able to execute on it consistently. And I'm willing to do this as a lifestyle type yeah. of thing. Absolutely. That's so cute. Yeah.
0: So I had a client a few months ago who came to me and was like, I think I need to do this kind of diet. I think I need to stop eating this. I need to try that. I need to do these things. And I just asked her like, well, how often are you overeating? Would you say? And she was like, well, probably three or four times a week. And I was like, okay. So if we go back and look at your data and look at the fact that you're not sleeping like soundly every single night, you're not always drinking your water and you're still overeating, you actually can focus on some very specific small steps before we go and try and complicate it with these other rules and can't eat this and have to eat that. And like, there's nothing wrong with experimenting with different foods, with trying to heal other aspects. Like if you have leaky gut or if you're pre-diabetic, like there may be some things that are better for you to be eating or not eating, but also looking at if you're not doing these basic foundational lines, like don't be upset and frustrated that you're not getting the result that you want if you're not actually following through. And so I think it's important that we track our habits, even though I know sometimes I can be resistant to tracking. (laughs) But I find that this actually gives us data because then it's like, oh, well, I only ate on plan 40% of the time. Oh, okay. I guess that's why I only lost one pound this month instead of four. You know, it's like, oh, this puts things into perspective when we now, because our brains are going to want to try and tell us like we're doing all the things. We're always busy. (laughs) We're, you know, so I think it's also important that we have data to look at and that we start tracking it and learning how to, assess it and to just read it and not make it judgy, shameful criticism about ourselves. And that, that was a big thing for me. That was like really hard to learn how to do. I I would just curl up in my shame shawl and like was super judgy. Yeah. You know, like sometimes we got to let that go.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I like what you were saying about getting the data, right? And when you start tracking things, then you can have a, actually an objective look at what are you doing? What are you not? What are the actions you're actually taking? Because it is easy for our brains to forget, right? Yeah. And that's in all in that's in all areas of life, right? So if if it's, we want to work on healthier habits, we can track things, right? If you want to work on your financial wellness, right, mm, and improve yeah. that, like we can track debt or we can track net worth, we can track different kinds of things to say, okay, here's where I'm at, huh? Yeah. And then it even just the process though of. Tracking the thing, at least for me, it makes me like, oh gosh, I'm not going to do this right now because I don't want to write down that I did that. So, like, there's just
0: this... <laughs> <laughs> right, right. There, yeah, we're like judging
1: ourselves and like,
0: oh, I don't want to, I don't want to actually <laughs> yeah, write that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I
1: think just it even helps us stay start to stay accountable to ourselves and be like, okay, if I do this, I got to write it down. Especially if they're working with you, right, and and you're like helping them stay on track and yeah. stay accountable. It's like, oh, just to start writing down some things can make you more intentional and aware of what we're doing. And when we're aware of what we're doing, we can make better decisions moving forward.
0: Right, right. And it's tough because it's like a perfectionist kryptonite is to track, to have a schedule, to be tracking where your time is going, to track where your money is going, to track where your, what food you're eating or not eating, like all of that. Because if you set out a plan and then you don't hit it and you're not perfect, that can feel really hard for some people and can make us really resistant to wanting to continue tracking. Or for a long time, I didn't want to track my food because I was Like all the advice that I heard was that I should be working out once, maybe twice a day, eating 1200 calories. And when I would track my food, I was always over 1200 because that's an insanely low amount to eat, especially when you're exercising like twice a day. And so then I just felt like a total failure. And I was like, oh, well, this sucks. So I'm pretty sure I tracked like two days, maybe the third, I tracked like half a day. But then I stopped tracking because I'm constantly thinking, this is bad. I shouldn't be doing this. There's a problem here. Like this is wrong. And it's all all of that mindset, you know, going back to that piece of, you know, really stopping us from being able to implement some of these. Simple habits and looking at the data and looking at it without, yeah, without judgment or without the shame.
1: Yes. Well, and that kind of goes back to the strategy part too of like, okay, if you're going to work out intensely a couple times a day and you're on a low calorie diet, it's going to make you feel like crap. That's potentially not the best strategy, right? So it's like when we're <laughs> right. looking at tracking yeah. too, it's to me, it's like, okay, when you can start with the mentality of the things that you're going to track aren't going to be a an intensive amount of things that then if you don't do them all, you're going to feel like you don't measure up because you weren't perfect. But instead more mm-hmm. for the sake of being intentional, assessing where we are and what we're doing and building, you know, kind of one good habit after another. So I think it's, it can be helpful when it starts on a simple basis, just like you were talking about with your client, right? You're like, wait a minute, if we're not sleeping well, or if we're not drinking water, like, let's start with kind of some fundamental stuff before mm-hmm. we move on to a super complex mm-hmm. process. Like, let's start there and let's start looking at, okay, the goal tomorrow is to drink more glasses of water than I normally do, Right. Like a simple, like breaking it down to actually simple. And we tend to want the, or we tend to feel like there's this unicorn thing, right? The magic thing out there, Mm -hmm. like we mentioned a bit earlier, but in reality, success, whether it's our health and wellness, whether it's our business, whatever it is we want to achieve, there's nothing super magical about it, but it's about Doing something intentional every day that's going to get you closer to that. Like the magic comes with with that mindset, having a good strategy, but then the mindset to believe it's possible and the self-discipline to have the habits where you're going to do them consistently and just to do them day after day after day, tiny little simple shifts day after day lead to so much massive progress over the Mm -hmm. course of months. Yeah.
0: And I think self-belief can be something that we're not good at sometimes. Like a lot of times we think we have naturally like, well, we're good at this and we're bad at that. We're not like, I think that can be something that I see a lot of people struggle with of like all oh, I've tried to do businesses and I failed. I've tried to lose weight and it hasn't worked out, or I couldn't maintain the results, or I've been married multiple times and it's just not in the cards or just this lack of self-belief. Yeah. How would you coach somebody through that? Because I think that is often a missing piece, but when there's so much evidence as to why it's not going to work, it can feel, I could see why people wouldn't even want to start, why they wouldn't want to try.
1: Yes. So I coach people through that by teaching them how to work on self-belief in increments. So here's an example mm-hmm. of that. And also the- the word I am becoming. Okay. So the phrase I'm becoming. So if I have, say my bucket list, mm-hmm. one of my bucket list items in my life, I'd love to do is I would love to run a mm-hmm. marathon. Okay. That's my dream. But right now I haven't worked out since third grade FIED. I love nachos <laughs> and Netflix and beer way more than going to the gym. And I, I can sit and tell myself until I'm blue in the face, like I'm a marathon runner, I'm a marathon runner. And my brain's going to go, no, you're not. Are you kidding me? <laughs> so right. In that case, what I would advise that person to do is to work on their belief in increments. First of all, for the affirmation, instead of saying I'm a marathon runner, you say, I am becoming a marathon runner because that's believable. And you're like, yeah, I am. I'm becoming that. That's cool. But then, and if it's hard for you to believe Uh I can go 26.2 miles, you say, okay, what is one thing that I believe that I can do today? It's a bit out of my comfort zone. It's a stretch, but I believe I can actually do it. Do I believe I could get out and jog for three minutes today? Yeah, I do. And then I do that. And then the Mm -hmm. next day it's like, do I believe I can go for five minutes? Yeah, I do. And pretty Mm -hmm. soon you're running 10, 20 minutes. You do a 5k, a 10k. Mm -hmm. And then you're at that half marathon. You're running that and you're going, goodness, like I actually can believe now that I could run a marathon. I can see it. Like I'm going to have to work hard. I'm going to have to have a trainer. I'm going to have to get out there every day and make this happen. But I can actually like see it i can crystal clear envision it and i definitely know that i'm going to get there so that's how we can build our belief yeah. and one of the things there's something in the book the power of habit by charles duhig when he talks about building habits and he talked about a study that showed if someone wants to quit smoking if they sit there and they're like i'm going to quit smoking forever they don't have good results but if they say i believe that i cannot smoke for 1 hour like yeah. it's a, it's a stretch yeah. but i believe That I can do it. And then they do it. And then they build from there. The results are dramatically different. So that's how I like to work on building belief and really focusing on, okay, this is a bit out of your comfort zone, but it's something (sighs) that you actually can believe. Like your brain is like, I I can actually see that happening. Uh And you do that and then write Uh it down. So write down Uh the steps you've taken out of your comfort zone, write down the progress you've made, write down Mm -hmm. the effort you're putting in the wins you're having along the way and start to celebrate that effort instead of only celebrating, like when things go quote unquote, perfect, learn to celebrate the efforts and not just the results. Right. And I think about Sarah Blakely. So the founder of Spanx self and a self-made Billionaire. Yeah. So she talks about how when she was yeah. a kid, her dad used to ask her and her brother every night at the dinner table, what did you fail at? Oh, today? yeah, yeah. And he said when she would say something, he'd like totally high five them. And when they wouldn't be able to say something that they failed at that day, he'd be kind of sad. Like he'd be disappointed. Uh-huh. And so she talks about how failure then became not trying. Failure, instead of being when things went wrong, failure was only Like, Hey, if you don't try, that's the failure, not getting out there and screwing up or having things not go like you quite hoped, but reframing what failure is and really celebrating the progress, celebrating the times that you reach out of your comfort zone and the efforts that you're putting in along the way can do so much for building our self-belief and confidence and give us momentum.
0: Yeah. That's challenging. And like convicting is the right word, but it's like this idea that failure can be good, (laughs) right? Like we are taught the complete opposite in school, right? Like we are taught how bad it is to fail, how we internalize it. And now I am a failure and it often puts up so many roadblocks. I think we have some, like as a society, we have lots of like mindset issues around failure and and just the way we perceive it. It's even something for me that I'm like, no, I don't want to fail at something. I don't want to set a goal knowing that I'm probably not going to hit it or knowing that this is a stretch and being okay. If I fail, like, no, 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 I set the goal so that I can hit it and I can be perfect and I can do it great and it's this like this fantasy life essentially that I'm living in but yes. how do you help people feel more comfortable with failure is it with these kind of baby steps and these
1: increments part of it so part of it can be with that and then part of it is working on the way that we talk to ourselves right so mm-hmm. if things don't go as planned then you start asking yourself what did I learn from this right mm-hmm. And how can I make it some changes so that next time I get better results and looking for, and Sarah Blakely talks about looking for the hidden yeah. nuggets, right? Looking for the hidden yeah. nuggets, but also as far as embracing failure in general, I find it to be really helpful. one of the things I challenge some of my clients to do is to actually go do something that month that they are fully expecting uh-huh. that it's uh-huh. not going to be that great for them. Right. If you are totally not coordinated, Uh go to a dance class, right? Or go try something that you know that you are going to be a beginner and you're going to feel crazy or just to start practicing, getting out of your comfort zone, being able to laugh at yourself, being able to, to have fun and not feel like things have to be perfect.
0: Yeah. It's such a good reminder. And I think it's just, it's like, it pulls at all the things where we realize, our perfectionism, we realize our internalizing failure and making it mean something about ourselves, our maybe risk aversion, our people pleasing, our wanting to be liked, or, yeah. you know, all of these other things. It's like, these are all kind of these little puzzle pieces that when we start to put one piece in, it's like, now we can start to put in all the others. But then we also realize all the other missing pieces, <laughs> or, you know, it's like, it brings more to the surface, which is a good thing. Like we sure. need to start to work on this and we can do it one piece at a time. But I think that's something that I've been working on as well is this idea of, can I normalize and get okay with failure? And I heard it from one of my mentors, I think sent it out in like some kind of in an email or something recently where she was saying, if it's not okay to fail, then it's not okay to try. And so we're never going to try and we're never going to be moving forward if it's not safe to fail. Yes. And so really changing the way that we we see failure and that we, def- even how we define it, like we can define failure however we want. And so just like we can define success however we want. And, and yet it's, we still yes. sometimes have these lofty goals of like, well, I'll be successful when, I'll be successful when these numbers show this amount. I'll be successful when the weight is this much. I'll be successful when I find the man. I'll be successful, you know, once the kids get into a different phase of life or, you know, like we have all of these different benchmarks and markers for success. And I think that can be kind of hard be, and I think we do that because we're comparing ourselves. So let's dig into some comparison.
1: Yes. Well, and, and even before that too, like when you're talking about, I'll be successful when I'll be a successful when I find that we do that. I'll be happy when too. Mm. Yes. Instead of just saying, no, you know what? I am becoming really successful right now and I can be happy right now. Like it's it's embracing that mentality of the presence and where you are and celebrating where you are now on your path. Yes. You can be grateful for where you are and very much celebrating your progress and like relishing and like loving the growth that you're having and also have big targets of where you want to go. Right. Right. And and sometimes I think that can be a challenge is just like embracing the journey Feeling like a strong self-esteem with where you are now, even if there's some big changes
0: you want to Mm -hmm. make, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like accepting and yeah, loving, being okay with where you're at now and knowing that that's not going to preclude you from making changes or from moving forward. We often think that acceptance or peace or love is going to mean that we aren't going to move forward. And yeah, I think that's just a thought error. It's just a trap that we get caught up in. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Which if y'all haven't listened to episode 15, why weight loss will not make you happy go back and listen to it because it's not that you can't lose weight or like that's always gonna be a personal decision. There's nothing wrong with wanting to lose weight or being on that journey, but just recognize that that ultimately is not what's going to make you happy because I've had clients who have lost 30, 40, 50 pounds and they still come to coaching calls and they're like, my life is a mess and my kids are not behaving and my husband's doing this or doing that. And all the things, we still will focus on the negative. We will still have things to complain about. We still won't always feel happy. And so we've got to learn how do we create our happiness and how do we create true happiness, which I think is a choice a lot of times. And it's okay to choose to not to feel happy sometimes, but to really be mindful of how much we're choosing to not be happy or how much we're choosing to make happiness or success dependent on these external factors.
1: Ooh, yeah. The external factors. Way easier said than done.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. All of it's easier said than
1: done, right?
0: Yeah. So the
1: comparison, so you mentioned comparison. Yeah. What do you want to talk about with that? There's a lot of things.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So... So I think comparison is natural. I think it's normal to compare ourselves to other people. I think there's a natural instinct of like, how do I measure up? How do I stack up? Am I on par? Like, I think there's some natural human tendencies to compare ourselves with others. I think as a whole in society, we do it far too often. And it's hard because we have all of our life story and we only see snapshots of other people. We, we might see chapter 18 of somebody's book when we're on chapter one, right? Like we're often not comparing the same thing or, but I think it's a hard trap and an easy trap to be in because we're like, oh, well, yes. she did this diet and she lost 18 pounds in two months. And so, well, what am I doing? I've only lost five pounds in two months or to look at somebody else's marriage and to think that like, oh, they're doing so much better or to look at somebody else's kids and to feel like a terrible mom because like you're, maybe you think your kids aren't behaving or you can't control them and you have lots of thoughts about how they should be showing up and acting and be, and, and how you should be responding. And so you might be looking at somebody else and being like, oh my my gosh, she's such a better mom than me. How is she doing it? I think sometimes to make ourselves feel better, we might come up with excuses as to why it's it's not our fault. It's not our problem. Maybe aren't really stepping into how do we change this? But I think comparison can be a, I don't want to say a bad habit, but like a habit that we want to try to step away from.
1: When we find ourselves comparing to others, it's so important to look at the mentality that we're doing it with, because there's a difference between comparing yeah. and saying, oh, if I was as talented as so-and-so, I could do that, right? Like, or I'm not as good as that person. I'm a failure mm-hmm. compared to them. There's a difference between that or comparison mm-hmm. only to learn. And that's one of the things I talk about with my clients is compare only to learn, only uh-huh. to say, okay, like, okay, that person is doing better yeah. than, or they're at a you know different level than I am when it comes to whatever, insert whatever category of life, right? And then you say, okay, and that's kind of bugging me Uh and why, because I want to be at that level. So what can I learn from that person? Like, what are Uh they doing different? How are they, what are their habits that they have that I'm not quite doing? How do I need to show up a little Uh bit differently so I can have the results Uh that I apparently want to have too, because it's kind of bugging me. Right. Mm -hmm. So to compare for the sake of learning, Mm -hmm. when it comes to the social media thing, as far as you know, like see other people's highlight reels, right? You don't have a snapshot their whole life. So maybe they look like they're crushing it in one area of life, but there's other things falling apart that you don't see. Mm -hmm. One thing that I think is helpful for that, and this might sound weird, but to think about when you're comparing yourself, Mm -hmm. think about it on a horizontal line instead of a vertical. So instead of, so say you see someone who just got an amazing promotion and built a huge brand new house and you're feeling jealous, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of going, mm-hmm. oh, they're so much more successful. They're so much better. I'm so much worse. Da, 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 da. You go, you think of it on a horizontal and you think, okay, well, they're focusing their time and energy over here and this part of life right now. And I'm focusing right. over here. Like maybe mm-hmm. I'm not climbing the corporate ladder right now because I've taken a few years off of working outside the home to raise some babies or whatever. Ever, but it's like, it's like looking at same with, if you're looking at business stuff and yeah. you're going, Oh, look at so-and-so they're crushing it on Instagram or whatever, right? Or they have so many followers and blah, blah, blah. You're like, Oh, well that's because they're focusing their attention over this right. direction. I'm focusing more over this direction. Then it doesn't become an up and down thing. It becomes, okay, they have a different focus. And if I decide I want that focus, right. then I will start figuring out what are the people that are succeeding in that area doing different than me so I can learn.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes a really good, that's a really good distinction at why are we comparing? Are we comparing and just feeling like crap about ourselves or are we comparing and looking at, like truly looking at what are they doing differently? How are they thinking differently? Maybe what, how are they showing up? What is their emotional state? What's the energy like? Like, what does this look like? And then yeah, trust. like just recognizing, hey, they, we just focused on different things. There was a time when I had a friend, so I liked what you were saying about like looking at, Kind of this horizontal line. So a few years ago, there was a woman and she is like a year older than me and she had just made like a million dollars in a year. And I remember like seeing this and being like, oh my gosh, I'm just a year younger and she's making all this money. Like, what am I doing with my life? And then I really thought about it and I was like, oh, while well, I was gallivanting across the world and like traveling and touring and working, I started a bakery and like meeting a husband and doing all the things. She was working this corporate job back in like the States. But like, just kind of grinding it out in the office. Like, <laughs> and I was like, like a
1: different focus, right, yeah, right?
0: like, it's okay. That wasn't my path. Like, I could have chosen to go do that. And that's not what I wanted to be doing. That's not what I felt called to do. I didn't go to school for that topic or that subject, you know, like, that's just not where my path led me. And so really being okay, yes. that my trusting that like, this is the right path for us. And we're at this point in our journeys right now. And there's nothing wrong with it. And we can be okay with it. We can accept it and still move forward. And I think that's the thing is when we stop fighting where we're at right now, I think we're going to move forward a lot faster. And it's fun actually recording these podcasts because every time I'm like, I speak, it's like the words come out and then they like turn around and like smack me in the forehead. And they're like, this is what you need (laughs) to hear too. So just know like it takes time. It takes practice like (laughs) implementing this and fully living it out. And it's okay. Like you can come back and listen to this episode or any of these episodes like over and over and over again. And I think it's just, it's so helpful to have just a different perspective and a different shift in how you're thinking about things, because sometimes that's all it takes. It's just this little perspective shift. Like one sentence truly can change your life. It can change the way you show up. It can be so profound. Sometimes what we might see as the smallest things. Right.
1: Absolutely. Yep. And the thing about mindset too, is that no matter who you are, where you're from, what your background is, where you want to go, anytime you work on I call it up-leveling, right? Anytime we Mm -hmm. want to take our our life to the next level, whether it's whatever category of life, right? Anytime you want to make things get different or better results than you have in the past, it requires you to either show up in a whole new way or to do something different. And when we do that, our Mm -hmm. brains are going to say, whoa, no, 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 no this isn't what we do. We don't show up like this. We don't have this habit. We don't actually go after that goal. Right? So your brain is Uh, going to try to put the brakes on. So it's so important to know that mindset isn't like a light switch. Like you think about it once and then you're good to go forever. Uh, It's like, No, 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 no. That's not how it works. It's every single time you're working on up-leveling, you're going to go through this period of time where you're like, oh my goodness, who am I to think I can really do that? And then you work on your mindset and you work on taking action, even when it's scared and when it feels messy and you get out there and do the thing. And as you master the next level, you become confident there. And then you look at the next bigger goal and you're like, oh, this is scary. This is different. Who am I to do that? and you do it scared, and then you start mastering it, and then you gain the confidence. It's like that confidence comes from taking action. But the mindset stuff, every single level you want to get to, you're going to bump into some mindset obstacles. And it doesn't mean anything is wrong with you. And it doesn't mean anything is wrong with your goal, right? It all it means is, yeah, you're human and your brain is recognizing this as Whoa, this is something yeah. different. This, like, let's go back to where it's kind of comfortable and quote unquote safe because mm-hmm. we don't we don't really show up like this is different and unusual. So I don't think we should do this. Your own brain is going to try to put the brakes on. So it's important to continually realize that mindset is something you got you have to just keep working on. Yes.
0: Yes, absolutely. I totally agree. And I think it's okay that we are never quite quote there. <laughs> that you know that it's just this constant growth and up leveling and continuing down this trajectory, like it's just going to always going to come up with blocks and things to be working on. And it's not a problem. You know, it doesn't have to be an issue. It can be completely normal. And, and I think it's also best when done with support, whether that's in a community, with a coach, with a mentor, in a group, in a place that's going to help build you up, not a place. I mean, it can be helpful to vent and to commiserate at times. Like sometimes we need to just get stuff off our chest. Sometimes we need to just sit in our, poopy diaper and like just wallow a little bit. It's okay. We can have the time, but like set a timer. Don't do it all day. Every, like there needs to be a time limit. Like this morning, I was feeling it. I gave myself 10 minutes. You can like, Mm -hmm. you know, you can do whatever you want for 10 minutes. But then after that, we're moving on. Like we're, it's time to get it together. And remember that these are all just thoughts. You can choose yeah. to think something different and to put yourself in a position where you can get somebody who can help show you those thoughts, to help show you a new perspective, to help show you your brain. So if people are interested in maybe working with you in some capacity, what is the best way to to reach out, to connect with you, to learn more about that? So
1: the best way is through my website. It's Carrie at CarriePetsinger.com. So it's K-E-R-R-Y at singer.com.
0: And do you have any upcoming challenges? I know you are the queen of the challenge. So tell us what you've got coming up.
1: I do. I do. So every, yeah, every few months, I run a five-day challenge on mornings that matter. So how to, it's my research-based 10-minute morning mindset routine to start each day feeling unstoppable. And it really helps you to have a foundation of a 10 minute thing you can do every day to help you feel focused, to help you be intentional, to help you feel unstoppable. So you can get out there no matter what you want to improve in your life and you can actually be the person who goes after it. Yes. Yes, I love it. Thanks, and that's at mornings, www.morningsthatmatter.net. You can sign up for the free challenge, and then you'll get information on when the next challenge is.
0: Awesome. Yes, and I'll make sure we link to that in the show notes as well, so that people can sign up and they can either hop on the wait list if you're not running one, but if you're listening to this soon after it airs, then you should be able to get into the next round within the next week. So wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being here. This is always such a fun conversation. I'm sure I'll have you back if you you know if you want to come back. And I would and do love that to. Yet.
1: But Thanks for the chat. It's fun. Yeah.
0: Any final parting thoughts or things that maybe we didn't cover this time around that that you want to highlight?
1: You know, I think we covered a lot. You know, we talked a lot about a lot of different things. And I, I think it's just, it's so important to, if you have a tug in your heart, if you have something you'd like to improve and certainly, you know, whether it's again, whether it's health related, whether it's career related, whether it's love relationship, whether it's the way you parent anything, whatever it is, if you have that tug or that dream, to really, it's so important yeah. to recognize that it's there for a reason and to start forming a vision about exactly where you want to go and start working on building your belief that it is possible. Reach out so that you have people help you and hold you accountable along the way and help give you mm-hmm. you know, the path and help you stay mm-hmm. on track. But just to, to start believing that you are the person who is becoming who you need to be to make your dreams come true.
0: Yes. Yes. I love it. You are becoming. Yes. Awesome. That is something that we all can take away. Like that's something we can all practice is I am becoming, and you can insert whatever it is that you want to put on, you know, put at the end there. But yeah, so awesome. Well, thank you. I am so glad that you you were here and yeah, can't wait for our next chat. Awesome. If you like this episode, then you'll love my free virtual workshop